I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. Hey guys, welcome back to Forward Farming. How the heck are you? I'm good. I'm just hanging out in the shed by my lonesome with Gracie and some crickets. (laughs) (laughs) Before we started recording, I'd ask Becca if like her chair was squeaking or if there was a cricket sitting on her head. So if you're crickets, it might be very relaxing because it's a loud, it's a loud fella. Uh, the really loud one is gone, but there must be like a motorcycle ride or something happening because I can just hear like a hum of them. They must be on the highway. I don't know. It's loud. It's just, it's loud out here today. <laughs> so please excuse the extra noise, but you know, you know what they say, bless this mess. Yeah. And I'm on my, com- or my phone because everyone's sleeping in the house. So I kind of snuck out of the house uh, to record this intro. And this is what we're working with. <laughs> so deal with it. <laughs> Take it or leave it, people. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a good week. I, let's see. Well, Thursday was not so great. I was, <laughs> you know, when you have like, you pump yourself up and you're going to have like such a good day. Mm-hmm. You know, you like plan so much. Uh, so Wednesday night, I went to bed, felt fine, whatever. Like in the middle of the night, I woke up and I got so sick. Like I was up for like two hours, just dying. <laughs> and I was supposed to go to work at three that morning to vaccinate cows. And I like, I didn't know if I was going to keep getting sick or, you know, you just, you don't know. So I mm-hmm. <laughs> texted um, them and I was like, I, I don't know what's wrong with me, but like, I better not come in because I, I might be dying. And then I, I felt okay on Thursday, but I think it was just my body, like telling me, Becca, you need to rest because I was just feeling really burnt out. And I know there's like conspiracy theories about the planets being in retrograde yeah I 100% believe in these conspiracy theories just to point that out to everyone but I was just I was so burned out all week and I think my body was finally just like you're done (laughs) sit your ass in bed you're done but you feel better Um, now I do I I literally laid in bed almost all day on Thursday and then finally at like 11 I got up and ate something and then I did some dishes and a little bit of laundry. But that Friday was a super productive day. Um, I just felt, I don't know, I felt a lot better. Well, I shouldn't say Friday was productive. Friday, we had steers missing. Um, we had nine steers break out of their fence. And I, something must have spooked them because they, I mean, typically at night, they are just in the barn. And uh, the, the fence was broken, like, on the opposite end. Oh, no. And yeah, we couldn't find them anywhere. And like right now, obviously corn is in its prime. So there's a lot of corn to search through. So uh, I was starting to feed calves and then they told us about the missing steers. So we went over there and I like tracking through a cornfield, which got me really excited for deer hunting. Like I, it was, I mean, it wasn't blood, but it was, it was tracking. And uh, <laughs> I got through this cornfield like I kept expecting just to see the steers because there was like fresh poop and 
you know, all the things. And nope, I got out of the cornfield and then there was just like a big open hay field. Oh, I'm no. like, I don't, I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> but they weren't even near that cornfield. They had gone across our four lane highway. They, they made it really far. Someone um, was hauling manure and <laughs> saw them and called. So I we went over there and with the trailer and set up some panels and got them herded in. They, I mean, they, that's impressive. Yeah. They, they all they stuck together. Really yeah. We, well, before, so <laughs> my poor boss, they had to go to a wedding this weekend. So they were planning on leaving like Friday morning. Oh no. So all this is happening as they're like trying to leave. And they said that there was nine of them. So we're like, okay. So we're looking for nine. Well, when we found this group, there was only eight of them. And we're like, well, either there's one missing or, you know, we don't know. So we searched that whole cornfield again, couldn't find anything. And then at this point, <laughs> my boss and his wife, they're driving, they're on the road at this point. They're like, well, maybe we miscounted and there was only like 20 in the pen, not 21. So then there was only eight missing. <laughs> like, oh my God. So and nothing else has turned up. So we just think that they counted wrong at this point. Um, but it's okay. They're all, <laughs> they're all back home. So do you, do you like have insurance on cows? Like if something were to happen to one, like, is there, is there like insurance that would cover yeah. the loss of it I mean in it's something like that in the insurance policy I don't know if one would I mean you know you got to pay your deductible and stuff like I don't know I don't know how that would work but like we I mean if if you have um cattle struck by lightning and stuff you can usually claim insurance on those um because I mean that'll kill them that's that sounds morbid, but it's not super uncommon. Like in a storm, if a bunch of cattle are under a tree, oh, and, uh, sure. If lightning strikes a tree, it'll get the cattle. Um, huh. Yeah. So, like, that's I don't. That was the best example I could think of. But <laughs> like that, then you can claim insurance on. Um, Interesting. And like when we had the tornado go through the farm, that we collected insurance on. Um, obviously, cause we had quite a few that we had to put down, but I don't know how, if it would, I don't know if my boss would try to like claim one missing one, but you know, who would be a good person to ask? Is it uh, next week when we have our interview with rural mutual? Is it the, I think the, the I think that's going to be the next episode after this is going to be our interview. Um, with, yeah, next, next week, we're going to be doing an interview so if you guys have like any insurance type questions or like farm insurance questions, you should, you should send us some questions because we'd love, we'd love to pick his brain and find all this stuff out. I didn't even, yeah, that's, yes. I didn't even, that's a good point. Yeah. Cause rural, um, I mean, he, they dealt with not Chris specifically, but rural insurance dealt with us through the storm and all that stuff. And I mean, they were great. So yeah, that would be a good person to ask. <laughs> if yeah, you I'm, I'm going to write that question there, down. But... What happens when a cow is die? What happens when a cow dies for the insurance? <laughs> I mean, like, I die on the home farm, like, because I got sick or something, then we don't. But there's also like, when you buy um, registered cattle, if you buy them at like a, um, a sale or whatever, you can buy insurance on them. 
it's just it matter it depends like what your what your um policy is set at like if you've got really expensive show cattle you're probably gonna have insurance on them in case something happens to them because they're worth so much money sure but like for one lone steer he's not exactly worth you know i know every year i have to take inventory and everything we've got just to keep the policy updated and stuff but yeah that'd be interesting to ask him yeah anyway so uh yeah we found most of the steers and then um yeah then the rest of the day was pretty productive once we got caught up on chores (laughs) yeah this week has been it's been it's been kind of hectic i'm not gonna lie it was a lot of it was it was a lot on monday porter went to his year checkup and he got four shots and it was not the best time but everything was looking good he is like skyrocketing he weighs 28 pounds nice his head his head is way off the charts like it wasn't <laughs> Was 50 it the centimeters hair, it might have been the hair no it wasn't she <laughs> pressed it all down 50 centimeters was his head circumference oh my gosh I was like the big noggin big brain big big brain big brain yeah and uh she the doctor was like do you have a hard time finding clothes that fit over his head <laughs> I'm like yeah kind of I guess I didn't even think about it I just pull really hard <laughs> stretch him out a little bit um uh, Sophia has a really big head and even still like sweatshirts we usually have to cut the front of it because otherwise it doesn't go on her head oh no zip up zip up sweatshirts for life yeah Yeah, for sure um and then we were supposed to start harvest this week and we pushed it back until this coming week so on monday we're going to be starting i don't know the reason why i couldn't (laughs) tell you could not tell you but we're gonna be starting on monday and then hopefully we'll be done by like wednesday or thursday and then friday is cran fest and then we have Cranfest all weekend long. So if you're going to be at Cranfest um, Friday morning from 7.30 to 9.30, come find me at the Cranfest tour area, Ooh. the Marsh Tours. I'll be doing a Ask the Grower so fun. panel booth thing, whatever. I'll be there if you have questions. Um, yeah, that's that's been it. We, God, what else did I do? I feel like I did something else. I don't know. It was busy. And then Thursday or Friday was a crash day. Yesterday, Friday, Porter slept like literally from 1230 until 430. And we just sat on the couch and I watched him. I watched movies and he slept and it was good. It was it's good. I needed that. It's yeah. The they, they're doing something wonky. They're doing something. Yeah. Cause he, he's been sleeping through the night for the first time in a long time. And, oh. um, and then like on Wednesday, Thursday, he was up really late again and then getting up throughout the night. And then Friday he crashed like all afternoon long, which thank, thank heavens. And then, and then he was up for a little bit Friday night and then he was out the whole night last night too. So it was, it was so nice. We're, I'm just, I'm, I wake up in such a better mood when he can sleep through the night and I could sleep through the night. I forgot, like, I, I didn't realize how tired I was until like I was able to sleep through and I woke up and I was like still tired. <laughs> you know, like when you catch up on sleep, you feel like you're more tired. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I was, but it was good. I'm excited. I hope. And we also like switched them over to overnight diapers. I don't know why we didn't do that sooner. And I think that made a big uh-huh. difference. Come up then. Yeah. 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 So we're doing good. We're hanging in there and we're, 
getting ready for harvest. So then, yeah. Then after is we're done with that. Right now, is he ready for harvest? Is who, is who ready? Your dad. Oh yeah. I took my dad to the doctor. That was what I did. And, um, yep. I just, I, I knew you that did. <laughs> you did. I took him to the doctor to get another x-ray and he said, everything was healing up. Well, he can start adding weight to that arm. Um, if he missed it, my dad fell off a roof and broke his arm <laughs> like beginning of July. And he hasn't been able to do anything since then. Um, so he's like, well, if it's not ready, I'm still going to be driving the tractor regardless. So I just need you to tell my wife that it's going to be fine. So he's like, oh yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's, he's going to be ready to go driving the tractor and, um, telling us what to do. So okay. it'll be good. It'll be that, good. I yeah. can't imagine how hard that would be for him to like have to sit out. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know. It'd be like in a truck or gator just driving around the marsh with like a loudspeaker (laughs) (laughs) yelling at people you're doing it wrong (laughs) (laughs) you would have had to call in charlie barons to uh help with harvest (laughs) yeah oh my gosh speaking of i had a i had like my first like kind of viral video really yesterday yeah it was um a harvest video and i posted on tiktok first and it took off like it's hold on. Let me see what I'm at. It was like over a hundred thousand views. I was like, huh? oh my Which goodness. I'm at, I'm at 153 on TikTok. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just made like a little um, harvest, like a get ready for harvest type hype video. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that went off and then like Instagram is so goofy. I don't understand. It wasn't doing well. Like the first three hours that I posted it. And then I came back a half hour later and I checked my notifications and I went from like 90 likes to over 2000 likes in a half hour. And I have no idea. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? So now on Instagram, I have like even more views than that. So it was, it was wild. I haven't had that happen before. I, I just, I don't understand Instagram anymore. I don't. <laughs> nope. I'm not going to question it. I'm just going to say, okay, thank you. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, that was, that was kind of my week in review. Nothing, nothing too special. Yeah. I don't even think we've got much going on this week. It's homecoming week for uh, our schools. So dress up days. Fun. Every year that I'm out of high school, I keep thinking like, wow, that's super early. And then when I was in high school, it was like, it seems super late. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. It seems early to me, but I, I honestly don't remember when we did it in our high school, but I think some, like the schools around us seem to kind of like do them different weeks, um, just to, you know, for games and stuff like that. So we'll see, but um, I'm excited on Friday. They have like the homecoming parade um, and Joey has off and then I'm going to make sure to go to it because last year I didn't like, I knew Sophia was going to be in it, but I didn't realize it was like a thing that everyone, like all the parents needed to be there or should be there. And Sophia was really upset with me afterwards that oh, I no. like, that I wasn't there. Like, and then I felt terrible. So Joey was like, uh, he said something about the homecoming parade and he's like, make sure you go to it this year. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> but he's like, he doesn't I remember. I, lost, so I can go too. <laughs> oh. 
I just, I, I didn't realize, I don't know. I didn't realize it was a big deal, but apparently everyone else's parents were there. So, and it's like in the middle of the day, which I was, I was at working. So, but yeah, so I'm going to make sure that I get to that. And then, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully find stuff for Sophia to dress up as. It's like, like tomorrow's or Monday's twin day. I'm like, I I don't have any of your friends' numbers to like dress up as twins. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. And then there's a construction day. And I told Sophia, I'm like, oh, like we've got um like uh lime green or you know the yeah, the neon. Yeah, the neon green vests, like kid sizes. I'm like, well, you can wear that for like construction. And she's like, No, I don't like that. I don't like construction. I'm like, okay, well then I guess you're just not gonna dress up. (laughs) You can wear orange and pretend to be a traffic (laughs) cone. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. We're still working on the whole um, going from a nap to no naps during the week. And that's that's been tough yet. So, yeah, uh, I feel yeah. A lot of days she well, she stopped taking the bus, which was fine. It was just it was too long of a day. She she did it a like a week, week and a half and was like, Mom, do I have to take the bus anymore? I was like, no, like I didn't even want. Well, I didn't. Not that I didn't want her to take the bus to begin with, but I, I didn't know how long she'd be on the bus and like, you know, but she really wanted to. So I'm like, well, yeah, you can, if you want to. Um, so she was just riding at home, but it was just too much. And like, she was falling asleep on the bus, which she didn't like. Oh yeah. And yeah. It was just hard for her. So I texted her bus driver. I was like, well, we tried, but <laughs> thanks for everything the first week, you know, but she's not going to do it. And even still, a lot of the times just driving home, it's like a five minute drive. She falls asleep because she's just so exhausted. So poor thing. Yeah. Hopefully we get used to it. Oh, I don't blame her. I feel like it's hard for me to cut out a nap a day too. <laughs> <laughs> Tough stuff, man. But we're trying it to is. get her to go to bed earlier too. Um, so that I think that is kind of helping us just that's an adjustment too to go to bed earlier yeah especially when you fall asleep at like, like four o'clock oh no but, yeah oh well anyway okay. you okay. uh you had a special guest that you talked to this week I did it was great um I sat down with Emily Emily Rushel hopefully I didn't say her last name wrong but I know that happens a lot um anyways she is I, I was describe her to people as a, a ray of sunshine like she's just the most positive person ever um so I sat down with her and we talked about everything that she's just up to and everything she's doing and like her positive mindset and just steps we could take to like living a more positive and like healthy life, um, I guess would be the best way to describe it, but like in a good way. Um, and she just, I don't know, she's helped me up so much the last couple of years and it helps that she is also involved in agriculture. So it's like, you know, it's like a mindset thing, but also as someone that understands agriculture and like rural living and stuff like that. So yeah, we had a really great conversation and, um, I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet, so I'm excited to listen to it as well. Um, so I don't want to keep dragging this intro out for too long because I want to have you guys have a good conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy. (laughs) 
All right. So Emily, thank you so much for coming on the podcast this week. Um, I, last week, Amber and I had a podcast where we kind of talked about just being where our feet are, um, not comparing ourselves to others and like what other people are doing on the internet, which is mm-hmm. kind of impossible to do, but um, basically just being okay with where you are in, mm-hmm. in your life and what you're doing. And at the end of the day, you kind of, you have to follow your dreams and Honestly, that is exactly what it seems like you've done, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So could you just, before we start, if anyone's unfamiliar with you, can you just say a little bit about you, about yourself and kind of how you ended up where you are right now? <laughs> That's a loaded, fun question. Okay. Hi, my name is Emily Rushell. Um, I live on my husband's family farm in West Central Illinois. We grow primarily corn and soybeans alongside a bajillion different cover crops and other experiments. <laughs> um, professional- oh, we got, we got all sorts of stuff going on here. Um, that's who you should follow my husband for. Um, anyway, um, professionally, I started as an elementary school teacher. So I taught fourth grade for five years um, before unexpectedly leaving the classroom for a program director position at our local YMCA. So I spent four years there overseeing all of our youth and family programming, after school, summer camp, special events, and whatnot. And being in that position really opened my eyes to a lot of different things. Um, One being my own personal growth and health journey, and then also just kind of what I was capable outside of what I had already or always known. I knew that I was good with working with kids. I was, um, you know, great in the camp setting and in the classroom. But Being at a small branch at the Y forced me to learn the ins and outs of budgeting and marketing online and different things like that. So a year ago, I actually left my full-time job to do what I'm doing now. And okay, I've like, I think refined what my elevator pitch is. I don't know if people ever ask what you do and you're like, uh... I do stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I never have an answer because I'm like, (laughs) I do too much. Just, I don't know. Follow me on Instagram and figure it out yourself. (laughs) Yes. That's exactly it. Okay. So what I said to someone last night was I lead an online community and host a podcast specifically for rural women interested in their personal and professional growth. And through that, I also host masterminds and an upcoming retreat um, to really help them get from where they are to where they want to be, bring their own dreams to life um, and build meaningful connections with the people around them or, you know, like-minded women who get where they're coming from, who are also living in small towns, working on some really incredible goals for their life. Good. That's <laughs> like, a good elevator speech. No, I've that, been practicing. <laughs> I okay so when I when I um like ask people if they know you and they're like no like or you know who is that I'm like she is she's the ray of sunshine that you need in your life oh and that's what you are I, that's you're my ray of sunshine I just that's how I describe you to people but um I had the privilege of being in one of your masterminds and I hope that in the future it kind of falls that I can do it again um but I just, I, I loved it. It was, it was being part of a community and uh, we've talked about it before, but farming and being rural, it can be pretty isolating, mm-hmm. especially, you know, when you're a mom or you're on the farm all the time and you don't like get out much, you don't see friends very often. Yeah. And so I just love that you've created 
you know, a space for people to come together. And it's Mm -hmm. not just like meeting friends, but you're there to kind of push people and, and, um, make them find their why again. Mm. I love that you said that. I'm going to need that in writing. (laughs) (laughs) Just make a little testimony out. No, No, that'd be great. It's true. And I, I, I guess with the masterminds, if you want to talk a little bit more about it, like what some of your, I don't want to say students, but what some of your community members are, are going through and stuff, but you really, you just, I don't know how you do it, but you like, you just know what to say to people to keep them thinking about what, what they want to do. Yeah. And you know what, those, those masterminds started because as a new entrepreneur, um, I realized I was an external processor. I had always worked on teams, um, both at the Y and in the classroom. Like I've just always been able to bounce ideas around people and, um, you know, kind of clarify where I'm going or what I'm working on based on, conversation with the people around me. And so as an entrepreneur in a rural community, in a small town, I just felt like I was spiraling out in my own head. Like I just needed to have intentional conversation and accountability and people who understood what I was going through to ask the right kind of questions. And right around that time, I had that realization. I got invited to participate in a mastermind and it was like light bulb moment. Like this is what I need to create for women like me. So my mastermind groups are filled with a lot of people like us, um, women in rural communities, a lot with close ties to agriculture, but not specifically who are pursuing a variety of different things. And it really is a container for, for growth and us asking the right questions of each other and asking those bigger questions that you may not necessarily um, be in regular conversation with, with the people in your immediate community, in your backyard. Um, so it's been, it's been incredible. I've been doing it since gosh, what February now. And to watch, um, the women evolve from the first conversation we've ever had to the things that they're thinking about now and the versions of themselves that they're stepping into and the way their businesses have transformed and changed. It's just been, I don't know. It's an honor. I, it's, you know, it's a lot of the business development and helping people come up with new ideas. But I think for me, it was, it was the personal growth and like, mm-hmm. um, you had us read a book and I, I absolutely love that book. We read, um, you are a badass and it just, it makes you think like we, I mean, I, as a farmer, I right now, like, yes, I have dreams that I'd like to do, but honestly, as a farmer, that's just not something that I can do like right now, but you still got me to think like, what can I do right now to prepare for the future? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that was really important, but just to, I don't know, kind of start working like within yourself Mm -hmm. is it's going to get me farther. I know that much, like when it comes time that we can start thinking more about a business. Yeah. And what's so interesting is, um, I feel like the big dreams concept kind of gets a a snarky reputation, but like, oh, you have to run a marathon or climb a mountain or start this huge multi-bajillion dollar business. But in my opinion, like pursuing your dreams and the best version of yourself looks like where you're at and having the intentionality of how do I want to live my life every single day? What's important to me? What kind of mindset do I want to have? What do I want our family unit to look like? Like the 
the fact of the matter is we don't have to do anything. Like we, we absorb all of these shoulds, things that we feel like we should be doing, or we should act a certain way. And the reality is we get to choose what that looks like. And so when we have these intentional spaces to give us the opportunity to think and to then pursue that, like that's, that's living your purpose. That's chasing your dreams, no matter where you at and where you may go in the future. I am trying to think if it was from Atomic Habits or if it was from a podcast I listened to, but they, they were talking about the idea of your goal was to run a marathon. Like Mm -hmm. that can't, that can't just be what you do. Mm -hmm. Like the first step of that, the first habit to build would be to put it on your running shoes. Yeah. I don't know if that was from the book. I don't remember where I heard that, but (laughs) that really got me thinking too, like, okay, yeah, you have to put on your running shoes. That's probably the Mm -hmm. hardest thing before you go for a run is just to put on the dang shoes or, you know, like if you're going to go to the gym or something, just driving to the gym, like getting there. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it's easy. Oh gosh, Joey is mowing the lot right now. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And this is real life. (laughs) If you, I don't know if Amber will put this on Zoom, but um, Emily is sitting in a closet Uh and I'm sitting in our, by my front door because I could not get my computer to turn on. And so I finally moved locations to another spot. And I mean, my computer turned on, so we've got that going for us. But now I'm just (laughs) sitting on the floor. Same. I'm in my five-year-old's closet. It's, you know, we got to do what we got to do. No, but I (laughs) love, yeah, it's the, that's the reason I use his because mine is full. My daughter's like her doors both came off. I don't even know how, like, how does a three-year-old get the doors off her closet? So this is like the only one I can like cocoon. (laughs) That's great. Your audio sounds fantastic though. Well, thank you. Um, No, but I think that's so important that you bring that up because for me, I'm a dreamer. Like no dream is too big. Like I have no problem with that. It's breaking it down to what do I need to do this year or this in six months or in one month or in one week or in one day, because that's what it is. We don't just snap our fingers and magically be able to run a marathon. We have to put on our shoes. We have to figure out what our training plan looks like. We have to do the work on a daily basis to get from here to there. And that's the part that we miss. Or if you're like me, that you get tripped up on. Right. Yeah. And it's, once you kind of switch your mindset into thinking that, and like, you're able to just build the habits to get you closer to your dreams. I think that's a big, I don't, uh, I don't know if that's a life shift or what you want to call it, but I guess that kind of brings us, we could start talking about UDU82, which is actually how I started following you. I'm not sure who I saw post about it. (laughs) Um, gosh, that's been a, it's been a while ago. Long time ago. Yeah. Um, so you do 282, I'll let you describe it a little bit better, but it's basically um, like picking habits and trying to stick to those habits. But Mm -hmm. my favorite part about it is that you always say it's progress over perfection. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, I've, I've done the, you do 282 more than once. um, And I usually fail, (laughs) but I still make progress. So exactly. That's what it is. It's, it's replacing failure with like, um, but look at all this progress that I did make. You didn't fail. You just got closer. You know, you were intentional in some capacity and it didn't pan out the way you thought you did, but you just pick back up and try again. And that's, 
that was the biggest shift for me. When I started my health journey back in 2019 is the first time I ever really heard about habits, or at least maybe in a way that I was ready to receive. I'm sure that I had seen something about habits on the internet before. Um, but it was first of all, like what is habits and how do we build them and how do we break them also? And then that mindset of progress over perfection and giving ourselves grace every step of the way. I think so often, um, I know for me, like I would sign up for such and such challenge, or I'd hop on this diet or do this exercise plan. And it was all good and well for like three days or maybe even a week or two. And then I would, I put this in air quotes because I hate this phrase, but fall off the wagon and be like, oh, well, yesterday was trash. So I guess here's one more piece of evidence that I suck and I'd rip up the paper and throw it away or whatnot. And it was in that time period that I learned like every minute of every day, I get to try again. It doesn't even have to be Monday or January or tomorrow. Like, okay, I ate a sleeve of Oreos and that maybe wasn't the best thing for my body. Like instead of my natural instinct to be like, well, I guess I'll just blah, 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 because I already did that. It's like rewiring of, okay, well, what am I going to do next? What's the next way that I can recommit to myself? And that notion of standing up and trying again and focusing on incremental progress versus ascribing to some crazy level of perfection is really the basis behind UDU82. UDU82 is a habit challenge where participants being you, the listener, of course, get to choose six habits to intentionally build or break for 82 days. And like Becca said, over, um, you know, the mindset of progress or perfection. And what I love about this compared to other things, because this isn't the only habit challenge on the planet, there's a bajillion, is that it gives you the opportunity to get really clear on what you want. This isn't me saying like, these are the five habits that are going to change your life. Do them every day and you're going to be a whole new person. This isn't me looking at what Becca is doing and being like, yeah, she did that. I'm going to do that too. This is you having to get really clear on meeting yourself where you're at and what progress looks like for you in this season. It's not comparing to the version of yourself you used to be before you had babies or when you were training for that half marathon. It's not putting yourself to an unrealistic standard of what you wish was capable. It's giving yourself um, challenging yet attainable daily goals to intentionally take care of your physical health, your mental health, and your emotional health. And the thing I love about it is people take it so many different directions. There's some that are really health focused in the season that they're in. There's some people who have taken it very professionally of like habits they want to build in the workplace. There's some who have used it to be intentional on the way they take care of their house or nurture relationships. And some people who choose a little bit of everything, but it's fully customizable, which makes it a little bit harder because you're not just copying and pasting someone else's idea. You actually have to dig deep and figure it out. But doing this in a community um, does move momentum forward. It's actually in Atomic Habits by James Clear. He talks about, you know, when you are making any kind of significant life change, putting yourself in a community that values that will get you further than trying to do it on your own. So the mindset behind UDU82 is that we are all on our own journeys. We are all in different seasons of life. Your day looks different than my day. Um, your challenges are different than my challenges. But we are collectively coming together and saying, I want to commit to taking care of myself, showing up for me before I show up for anyone else. 
I think it is so important that you say what season of life you're in because mm-hmm. it's it's so easy to to look on Instagram or any social media and be like, you know, she's doing so much, mm-hmm. but she's not in the same season of season of life as you. Like she's got her own struggles. She's got her own things going on. So it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what she's doing. Like, look at yourself, look at what you're doing. And I say that, and it's obviously, I struggle with it still too, but I think that's the, the best part that it is so customizable. Yeah. Um, and I will say too, it's, it's important to make your goals or your habits attainable because yes. I think, I think the mistake I made with the first round is that I was just like, so gung ho about it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to drink a gallon of water, but guess what? Like I was not drinking probably even a half gallon of water before yeah. that. So how am I just going to randomly start drinking a gallon mm-hmm. of water? Mm-hmm. So I know with the the next round that I did. I pushed it back and I, I don't even remember how many ounces I did, but I, yeah. I did something that I knew that I could actually do and then kind of just build up from there. So, right. I, I've had women. Oh, go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, I've had women be like, oh my gosh, I'm like embarrassed to what my goals are. They're so easy. And I'm like, good for you for having the self-awareness to know where you're at. And they don't have to be earth shattering things to change your life because you build those habits for 82 days and then great. What comes next? What comes after that? We don't build sustainable lifestyle change by like doing a 180 from what we're doing right now. It's a little bit at a time over time. And yeah, like we live in an instant gratification society. We want to make a decision and then have it magically happen, but that's not how it works. Yeah, definitely. I know one of mine was give myself grace. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the hardest one to do. Yeah. But every time I would look at my tracker, I was like, oh, okay. That's a good reminder to just mm-hmm. give myself grace. But mm-hmm. yeah, I am, you're starting a new, uh, another round soon, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I found that it is most effective for me as a person to lead this well a couple times a year versus trying mm-hmm. to do it all the time. Um, because I just have too many projects going on and I've recognized in the community that I serve, you know, we have a couple times a year where we're the most insane. Um, I live on a farm planting and harvest, and I don't know about you, but for me, when life feels chaotic, that's when I'm most likely to do what's easy or convenient or comfortable or feels good in the moment. And that's all fine and well until three weeks or three months later, I just feel so run down. So what I'm really challenging my community to do is as we go into harvest to commit to these things that make us feel good to help us do a little bit more thriving than surviving this season. Not that there aren't some days that are a little bit survival during harvest chaos, but I've just found that when I can intentionally take care of myself first, that does everything I need to do for my family. If I'm in a really crappy mindset, if I don't feel good that sets the tone for how my kids are approaching the day and um, you know, what the conversations with my spouse are going to look like. So if I can take care of me and my mental health and my physical health and feel good in the process, again, knowing that not every day is going to be perfect, but I'm at least being intentional, then I'm confident that this season will go a whole lot more smoother than the alternative. Yeah, that is but, and it's, it's hard to remember to take care of yourself mm-hmm. in those busy days, but I think just having 
a few, you know, habits slash goals in mind to, to just even have written down and you can glance at them every day and like, be like, Oh shoot. Like I didn't drink enough water. I didn't take my vitamins, like simple little things like that, that can really kind of help you do good. I was almost thinking, do people ever add habits that they want to stop? Yeah. I was just thinking that I, I gave up monster a couple weeks ago and I only slipped up once so far, but I drank it. I had like gone a week without drinking monster. And then I had one and it was like, it was not good. It made Mm -hmm. me feel gross. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, I wish I would have done this sooner. Yeah. But I was just, I was in the habit that like morning on my way to work, I drank a monster. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm thinking of like other things that are not necessarily good for me that, that I do just because I think that I need to do it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. maybe I need to write those down instead. Yeah. Because that in turn is making me drink more water because I'm not having, you know, mm-hmm. my morning monster, I'm drinking water instead. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It's a, it's a whole mindset thing that you just have to kind of like, I don't want to say figure out on your own, but at the same time, like it does take a little time to, to yeah. realize that it's helping your body. Yeah. There's a few points that I want to talk on there. First of all, before I forget, anyone can start this at any time and it's totally free. So if you're listening to this episode weeks from now, or even in like February, like you can start a round of you to you 82, totally free. Um, But yeah, there are a lot of people who use this kind of challenge to break habits, whether, um, because that's the thing, a habit is something that we do without even thinking about it. It's just part of our day, part of our life. So I know for me, I did a sober October back in 2019 and I wasn't drinking a lot. I was having like a beer in the evening, like whatever, but I was like, I'm I'm just going to see how this goes. And I realized how often I was grabbing for that. And, you know, not that there's anything necessarily wrong with having a beer in the evening or, or whatnot, but like just why I was doing that and having removed that, like how much better I felt in other ways or what that led me to do. And so replacing that habit with something else, like I didn't even miss it. Um, So it can be a really powerful opportunity to break habits. And also, like you said, like leading with the curiosity, like what would I feel like if I didn't do this? You don't have to commit to doing it forever, Mm -hmm. but what, what would it be like if I didn't go a week or if I went a week without monster? What, what, what would it feel like if I went a month without monster? Um, you know, having compassion for, for when that doesn't work out the way you thought, but just being curious with it and adjusting as you go, I think is really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely glad I did it because not only that, but it's like, it's getting expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I, I just, I mean, I don't know. I wake up, like I need caffeine, but I just know that there's better ways to find said yeah. caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I want to ask you, we'll talk about, we'll talk about your retreat in a second that you've got coming up, but yeah, yeah, I'm sure you get asked this a lot. How do you maintain your positivity? Like, how are you always just so full of life? I'm sure you have (laughs) bad days, obviously, but like, you just have this, this mindset that I don't know. It's just, it's inspiring, honestly. (laughs) Well, thank you. First of all, um, Gosh, I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. First of all, I think there's some part of me that's always been this way. Um, And I don't know where that comes from. I don't know. Um, But I do a lot of intentional work to also nurture where my head's at and focus on um, 
I guess you would say like the bright side of things. Um, I do a lot of like in the morning, I journal um, five or 10 pieces of gratitude, which has really retrained my brain to look for like those small, simple joys throughout the day, as opposed to focusing on the bad things. It's kind of like the, oh, I can't remember what book talks about this, but um, you know, when you get a new car or you're thinking about getting a new car and all of a sudden you see that car everywhere and you're like, oh "Oh my gosh, I didn't realize so many people in the world had Honda Odysseys. And then you're like, I got the same car as everyone else. Like the same thing happens when we intentionally focus on gratitude. When we are looking for things to be grateful for, it trains our brain to find more things to be grateful for. So that has made a big difference for me. Um, I also recently read the book, The Gap and the Gain. Actually, I shouldn't say I read it. I'm like three quarters of the way through. That's in my um, Audible right now. I, I just finished Atomic Habits. So that's next on my list of things to listen to. Yeah, it's so good. And it really hit me in a way I wasn't expecting. Like, um, because I am an achiever, like that falls under my Enneagram. And there were so many ways that I was comparing to myself to where I wish to be or the things that I was working towards in such a way that it didn't even allow me to fully enjoy the present. And that's considered the gap. And the gain is measuring yourself backwards from where you started and being fully grateful and present for where you're at today. So that's been helpful in a way I didn't expect. And I don't know, for me, I I just would rather live in a mindset of abundance and positivity than dwell on on things that just I don't know and not to say like you said (laughs) yeah yeah and I I mean I do have really hard days like this past year has been the hardest year of my life mindset wise like I've recognized I still have a lot of um really detrimental stories playing in my mind that I I would really like to unpack and work through but I don't know. I know it's like you want to put this on a bumper sticker, but life can be what you make it. And so I choose joy as much as I can, because even on the worst of days, like I can find so many things to be grateful for. Um, And that's not always easy, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it, it can be a choice. And it's also okay to sit in hard feelings. Like I don't, I also don't feel like, um, I just pretend like everything's okay and like happy go lucky. It's, um, you know, acknowledging the hard and sitting with those feelings and also recognizing, um, you know, the other side of things of what to be grateful for and the opportunities to see. That's yeah, that's great. I, I feel like I'm one of those people that I always try to find the positive in things because obviously you're going to have bad days, but there's also people that are having way worse days. Mm -hmm than you, um, like today, just (laughs) super random, but, um, I had a calf that has been off for a couple of weeks now. Like he, everything that could go wrong with him went wrong with him. Like he just, he had scours, got better and he had a navel infection, got better. Then he had uh, pneumonia, traded him for that. And like, he's just been off. So finally I had the vet look at him and cause I'm like, you know, what am I doing wrong? Like what, Mm -hmm. what am I doing? And, um, turns out he has like, a had, I don't know, like an abscess or an ulcer or something Mm -hmm. in his belly and it was full of fluid. And it was kind of like, well, there's not much else that you can do. Um, and so I'm still, you know, being hard on myself. I'm like, cause you know, could I fix this? But no, like I could not have that. Something was wrong internally. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not God. I can't just fix, you know, internal problems, but 
um, today then I, he, he kind of took a downfall. Like he just, I could tell he was uncomfortable at this point. Um, so we ended up putting him down today, but I, as sad as I am that we did that, I know that one, I learned from the experience. Like if I ever have another calf that shows symptoms like he did, I'm gonna like, remember that in my head and kind of know how to better prepare myself. And two, he's not in pain anymore. Like he gave it his all, but I don't know there. I don't want to say I'm not upset about it, but I'm just, I'm not dwelling on it because dwelling on it is not really mm-hmm. doing anything. Like, I think mm-hmm. if you're a farmer and you have a dead animal or put something down and you have no emotion to it, probably shouldn't be a farmer anymore. But at the same time, I've chosen to mm-hmm. learn from the experience and move forward because there's no sense of me being upset over something that I have literally no control over. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like, what's the the quote? Life is nine or 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you Mm. react to it or whatever. But I mean, honestly, that's true. Like if you have a bad day, what can you do to fix it? What can you do to move past it and to, to get back into your joy? Mm -hmm. And like you said, what, what, what growth are you taking from that? Like acknowledging like where the feeling is and like, okay, like where do we go from here? Yeah. Yeah. Like that sucks, but let's, let's move forward. Let's, you know, I'm Let's sorry that on. that happened though. That's never easy. <sighs> no. And it, it sucked. Like he was just, we always like me and my calf eaters just always called him dumb. And like, we were like, God, like, why is he so stupid? And I'm like, <laughs> it wasn't even his fault. Like oh, it had intestinal it. blockage <laughs> Poor guy. Dang but uh, um, Add this to the list of things you only talk about on a farming podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have like like listeners of or fans of you listening to this and be like what is she like why is she on this podcast so no. I'm sorry that was a little no, more I think, no that's actually a great segue um in a roundabout way because um I know you wanted to talk about the retreat and right. I know that this stuff like this came up in masterminds too um you know I'm not the first person to develop personal growth related resources but there's not a ton um of opportunities like that specifically where you're going to interact with women who get these kinds Mm -hmm. of stories where you can come and be like, Oh my gosh, this just happened. Or we just found out our land is up for auction or, um, you know, we had a calf go down in the middle of the night or sorry, I can't be there today because I'm running the grain cart. And to have a group of women who are also passionate about growth and their goals and their businesses, but get that piece of what it looks like to um be you know building a life that you love in agriculture in a small town like that is a really special element of of um these communities that i've built so um we've talked about the masterminds which i do virtually but in november i'm actually hosting an in-person retreat in destin florida which wasn't the vibe i was originally going for like i didn't dream of doing like a beach house vacation but here's the thing it wasn't going to happen in september and october because we're all in the field November is still going to be a stretch. Um, I wanted a house that could hold everyone. I wanted to be close to an airport because we are all traveling insane because we live in the middle of nowhere. And I wanted the weather to not suck. (laughs) So you can't do it in the Midwest. (laughs) Count that out. (laughs) Up in Florida, but basically it's going to be an entire weekend of, um, it's a mastermind retreat. So um, bringing in coach Kaya and Kylie Epperson, and we're going to be um, 
you know, facilitating workshops and small group sessions where we're really um, getting clear on our why and what are we working towards? What are our goals and dreams? And then down to a really specific level of how are we bringing this to life? What's the action plan? Because again, like we talked about earlier in the conversation, having the dream is one thing, trying to figure out what the heck to do about it is another. Um, So it's that also just paired with um, very purposeful time with building community of women who get it like that are in our masterminds that are listening to the conversation that we're having, the stories that you're telling and nodding their head. Like, yep, I get that. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the end of the day, we all want to be seen and heard and understood in a, in a part of a group of people who really gets us and where we're coming from and where our hearts at and where we're going. So that's literally what I'm building a retreat off of. And I'm so freaking excited. Spots are filling, but I do have a few open. So if you're listening to this and we have sparked your attention, let's talk. I I like that you say that because I remember when I was going to sign up for the mastermind and you, I just, I kept going back and forth on it because I was like, I, you know, I don't really know if I want to, but then it just kept going in my head and I was like, all right, let's do it. Like <laughs> we're doing it. And I, I'm so glad that I did, but that's the thing too. If you're listening to this and that that is like, you can't get that out of your head. Mm -hmm. I would definitely look into that. So Mm -hmm. thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. I mean, I could talk to you for forever. Oh, for Um, sure. (laughs) Before we go, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you, like where to find information on the retreat in your masterminds and the U-282? <laughs> the 82 thing. Did I say that? <laughs> um, okay, so my my website, so excited, it's done. EmilyRushell.com. So E-M-I-L-Y-R-E-U-S-C-H-E-L. Wow, I just forgot how to spell my name. I think so. I don't know. Maybe it'll be in the show notes or something. Um, that will pretty much take you to anything, but I'm Emily Rushell on Instagram. My podcast is called Gather in Growth, and it's basically a lot like this talking about amazing personal oh thank you personal and professional growth for rural women um i just started a tiktok for the podcast yesterday so we'll Ooh. see how that goes i don't really know what to expect over there but why not um information on retreat and masterminds also on the website um if you're interested in the habit challenge you do you 82.com um, we'll take you specifically to a landing page about that, but you can also find it on my website. So it's so nice to have a place to hold all of the things. I'm so excited. <laughs> and your website is like, it's gorgeous. Thank like you. It's that you scrolled out and you're like, oh, this is so pretty. <laughs> Thank you. It was a labor of love. Oh, I bet. I, I had tried really hard on our website and then I don't know. I was like that for a while. And then I tried to like redo it while well, I ended up deleting everything that I had done already. <laughs> so now it's like, it's three things. It's the basics. And I'm like, yep, that's good. They've got my phone number. They can call me. It's, <laughs> it's so hard. And gosh, that's such a lesson I've learned of like, what should I be spending my time doing? Because building yeah, a website is not a... outsourced. Yeah, <laughs> it for sure was. But I didn't realize even with outsourcing how much work it was going to be on my end. Just giving them all the information. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But anyway, it's amazing. And I so appreciate the opportunity to be here with you. Like you said, we could talk forever. So yeah, part two coming soon. (laughs) Let's hope. Okay. um, So I've got to go get the kids. But before we go, if you guys are listening, please leave us a rating and review if you're on Apple Podcasts. I think I saw that you can leave one on Spotify now. I haven't tried it. Um, Try that out. Let me know if you can. 
Otherwise, you can follow us on Instagram at Forward Farming Podcast. Um, I'm at Becca Hildy and Amber is at Cranberry Chats. We're also on Facebook and YouTube sometimes when the rural <laughs> internet wants wants to upload videos. So <laughs> relatable. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening and we will catch you next week.